Love on Love Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to episode 16 of the Level Up Latina podcast. We're so excited to be talking bucket list travel adventures and how much easier those are than one might think. Yes. What a good topic, good. huh? Good. Who doesn't like yes. travel? Who doesn't want to make it easy peasy? Especially with children. I know. We've been on so many wonderful adventures. We have to set the context right now. We have to set the context and let everybody know definitely where we're coming from. So primarily, I want to say congratulations to Cecilia, who is checking in from Woo-hoo! none other than Mexico City, baby. Woo-hoo! Aquí estamos en la ciudad de México, en vivo y en directo. Well, maybe not en vivo, pero en directo, sí. And please uh, excuse my little raspy. Ronca voice. Um, I was uh, sick during the week, but it's all good now. AKA partying. Tessie <laughs> is not only in Mexico City on vacation, but she is there on hiatus. She's experiencing a little mini retirement of sorts. ¿Cuántos meses te vas a echar, Seis meses, primero Dios. Wow. Aquí estamos. Six months. That's how you yes. travel, baby. Six months in Mexico yes. City. Yes. Travel by very car. exciting to be here. What adventure? Yes, we drove here. Car. It was definitely an adventure. I thought it was going to be, oh my God, chaotic. I, I thought it was going to be exciting, uh, first and foremost. And then I, you know, it hit me like, shit, I'm tra- we're traveling with our twin girls. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's going to be nonstop. You know, I want to pee. I want to poop, you know, but surprisingly, <laughs> you know what? They did so well. They did so well. And I think what worked for us was that we kind of divided and the trip that would have taken like two, three days took like a whole week in a day because we stopped at various locations and we only dr- drove d- during daylight. So we made sure that we had specific uh, stop points and reservations at hotels. And then we stayed at fa- with family at one point and then we stayed in Aguascalientes with, you know, Lisette. So it all worked out and the girls behaved well. We had snacks, we had books, we had, you know, those books that you, that you add water to and then you can just kind of paint so they don't make a mess in the car. Mm-hmm. And then we had a little tablet with downloaded movies that they cool. would able were able to watch here and there. Props to you yeah. for doing that. I mean, that's already given yes. tips and tricks away. More context to the story. So Ceci is traveling for six months in Mexico City, which is phenomenal that she and her family have been able to plan for that and position themselves in a place where they can live that experience. I know Vero has done an enormous amount of traveling before she became a mom and got married. She was doing it even as a pregnant lady, doing a lot of traveling and getting a stamp on Galilea's (laughs) passport of a working mama, a very active working mama. I recently spent a year abroad traveling through Latin America nonstop, one exact year, like Ceci, in a car, on buses, on planes, on trains. So right now, if you are listening and you love travel, you've come to the right place because we have a lot of travel experience to the yeah. point that last week we were off. We didn't have an episode. We Much decided to take Much a little bit of a break, break right, ladies? And uh, we're all back yes. and ready to go, though. Ceci was traveling by car on our way to Mexico. I was in Cuba, visiting Cuba mm. for the first time, catching up to these two young women who have already Eso. been to Cuba. Sí. So we are three for three mm-hmm. mujeres. Eso oh sí. Cuba was amazing, Irene. It's changing a lot. It's a beautiful, beautiful country and beautiful people and if you can go to Cuba, I would highly recommend to anybody listening. It's only getting easier and easier 
And it's so critically important. This trip made me recognize how tourism is so vital to some countries and it really feeds families and it changes lives and people depend on tourists to spend their dollars, their foreign currency there. And you are helping so many families. So be loud and be proud as a tourist. Don't be annoying, but spend that money. Visit these countries. Cuba, especially right now, Cuba really needs more folks to visit and to fall in love with the country like I did and to spend your American dollars. Highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah. So let's too. get to yeah. it, ladies. Let's talk about these adventures. Um, as Irene mentioned, I, before I had my babies or before, when I was young, single and ready to mingle um, and out and about without anything holding me back, I did my fair share of traveling. I spent some time in Mexico. I did a research abroad instead of doing like traveling abroad and um, study abroad. It was like a research abroad program, same, same department. But I lived in Mexico, in La Ciudad de Mexico, and from there I got to travel all within Mexico, the southern part. Because every time I would go to Mexico, it was always just the rancho where my parents were from. So I never really got to know Mexico until then, when I was in college. So that started, that kicked off kind of like my wanting to to travel. I had told myself that I did not want to travel to other parts of the world without knowing where I came from. So that was it was very important for me to go through Mexico and just learn every aspect of it, not just the rancho. So I started with my adventure in Mexico City, and from there, conocí Cuernavaca, mm -hmm. que me fui a, a Guanajuato, estuve, este, estudié en Yucatán. I got lucky, and I was able to, on a very low budget, on a student budget, travel within the little towns around all southern Mexico. And then from there, I bought a ticket and went to Cuba. And my experience here was really cool because we got to stay in Casa Particular, which means you are not at a hotel. You stay with actual Cuban citizens in their homes. And... Our uh, señora, what we stayed with, se llamaba Doña Emanuela, and she was a super cool lady. She provided our breakfast and dinners for us every day. Until that point, I never liked flan until I had her flan. Her flan was delicious. It really made our experience very different because we got mm -hmm. to really experience oh. and talk to people that were living it, living the daily, the daily life in Cuba. But so I did Cuba, Peru, Brazil, Greece. So I've traveled to many, many places. Um, also within the United States, I used to travel for work. So I have my fair share of experience. And then after I was pregnant, I traveled to Colombia, Guatemala, back to Mexico, and then Chile in December, right before I gave birth in February. I did my fair share of travel. And I think my tip would be, even if you're single, or if especially if you have a family, I would say get TSA pre-check, meaning so you can skip and make it easy to get through the security line. If you could do either TSA pre-check, if you don't do a lot of domestic travel, or if you are, a, you know, a jet setter and like to go around the world, like Irene, then I would say get the global entry because it will save you so much time, especially with kids. People are always pushing the, you know, pushing their limits on time when they should arrive to the airport and what they need. Yikes, yikes. So it's better to just like, hey, if you're like me, I'm always running short on time. I'm always like on the dot or just a little bit late. So it really has saved me so many times, but it's always yeah. been best now that I'm older with my babies. Because you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take everything out of your bag. It's just like you walk through. You, It's so much easier, too, with a diaper bag and everything you need for your babies. They make the process so much easier. So if anything, I would recommend definitely do that. It's worth the investment. It's worth the time. Because even when you come back, I don't know if you guys have ever been stuck on that international line. Through customs, the line is hella long. So this saves you even more time. Because now you're tired. You're ready to be home. You've been traveling. You're just like, let's get it over with. So it saves you even more time on your way back as re-entry into the country. So definitely do it, especially if you have right. kids and you don't want to waste any time. And then another thing would be if you do have kids, plan out in advance what you're going to need to pack. Like me, I was very used to just doing my thing. Now it's like, hey, me plus two 
plus my husband now. Oh, yes, I said husband. <laughs> Congratulations, newlyweds. Yes, um, but yeah, you have to. Big things happening. You take a week off. You take a week <laughs> off of podcasting and you make give, major give it a major week. Changes. Let's see what can she can change. Exactly. <laughs> That's we were for all sure. on vacation. I know. I love it. Congratulations. Very Super happy for you, Vero. Super happy um, for both. But yeah, plan yes, everything Vero. in advance. Like you're not gonna have time to sit there and be like, "What should we do tomorrow?" Like you don't have time for that when you have kids. Plan in advance. That way, you know what you're gonna need to take. Make a list of the things that you can take with you, and it could be anything from warm clothing to like, "Hey, do I want to carry my heavy jackets around, or should we just buy one when we're at our destination?" That's one thing to think about. And also baby food, for example. I usually mm -hmm. make all my baby's food, but I'm like, I can't be making it over there. There's going to be things I can and cannot make. So think about it. Can I make stuff over there? Yes. If not, what will I buy? Also diapers. Do you want to carry diapers from here? Those are things you can buy. Over. So it's always pre-planning, right. knowing where you're going to need. And is it going to be things that yeah. you're going to, that you can purchase at your, your destination? Or do you have to carry from home? Now, some of us have kids with like, that are very particular, maybe they're delicate, sensitive skin or sensitive tummies, then we need to be more aware. But at the mm -hmm. same time, if depending where you're traveling, there's going to be things available for your babies or even for yourself. Those are just some of my tips. What I love is that both you and Ceci today are probably going to, you've both talked or will talk about your experience pre-kids, but you're both also talking about what it's like yeah. to travel with little ones. And that's so cool because a lot of people think, oh, I have little kids. I can't travel or it's I impossible. Can't travel. And you both are going to map it out for women that are maybe right now feeling like they have to put their lives on hold because they have toddlers or babies. And you will literally <laughs> mm -hmm. be the opposite of that. Both of you will have the opposite example <laughs> of that preconceived notion or that myth that you can't travel when you have kids. So we're going to share tips today for folks that have kids and then tips for folks that don't have kids. And the point is, is that it's easy for both sides. If it's a family, if yeah. it's a single person, it can be done. So tell us more about your adventures, Ceci. So same like Vero, I know a lot of my traveling to Europe and whatnot was pre-kids. I did study abroad as well to Spain. I think it was the summer between junior and senior in college. I was there the entire summer in Spain, but I was able to travel to Paris, to Italy and Portugal. And that was, you know, that was different from these days because no kids and also it was on a student budget. So you know, hostels, um, that's yep. what worked, right, at that point, and meals on the street, not like, you know, sit-down restaurants. So that was fun. That was a an experience for sure. Also, like Vero, you know, traveled in Mexico and like you, Irene. Up until a few years ago, traveling in Mexico only like in Mexico City, which is where my family uh, resides, and Michoacan, and Aguascalientes. Now that I'm here for a long period of time, I want to travel to other states that I still haven't before. So the time that I went to Cuba was, it was still the same um, as with Vero. It was the summer of 2011. Yeah, it was summer 2011 because it was my law school graduation trip. And I went with a friend also like single, um, sort of like a student budget, <laughs> but not the same as, you know, as even when we were in college, because we were older, more refined, I guess we can say, uh, staying in nicer hotels. And it was a, a very cool experience as well. But after that, I don't, I don't remember doing much traveling between law school graduation. I was like kind of focused on work and, you know, going to Mexico and whatnot. Um, not until we got married with Luis and we did our honeymoon. We traveled to Turkey, um, got to experience that culture. It was really, really cool. 
amazing food, amazing culture. It was a little bit of a culture shock because we had never been to a Middle Eastern country, either mm -hmm. of us. Um, mm -hmm. Just seeing the women, the Muslim women, like from head to toe covered. Uh, from there, we went, we went to Marseille, Nice, Monte Carlo, Monaco. So that was, again, you know, different from previous experiences. You know, it was our honeymoon. We were trying to uh, experience new food and also kind of, um, well, stay with, stay within our budget that we had mapped out when we were planning our wedding and whatnot, but also kind of wanting to splurge because, Hey, it was our honeymoon. Um, and then we went from there, we went to Greece, which we absolutely loved. And that was kind of like on my bucket list for sure. And I always told myself when I get married, I want to go there for my honeymoon. So we were in Athens, we were in Santorini, and we were in Mykonos. And my favorite thing to eat there was octopus. So if you're ever in Greece, people, it's delicious. Santorini, it's delicious. And Irene can vouch to that as well. Uh, now, uh, now after having the girls, it hasn't been easy. We didn't go on our first trip until last year with the girls. It was here. Mexico it was like two weeks and we went to here to Mexico City and Jalisco and to the beach for a couple of days in Vallarta. We flew here and I think we talked about this a little bit previously in a previous podcast. Um, and it, it was tough, you know, traveling with the girls on the, on the airplane and on the way back, they got sick. So that was a little, a little tough, but definitely a, a cool experience to travel with the girls and then kind of telling ourselves like, okay, we got this, we can do this. Now this new adventure that we're here, we started talking about this about a year ago with Luis. I was looking at my journal the other day and I wrote it down in October of last year, 2018, about Luis and I talking about our budget, trying to figure out whether or not we can make this work, you know, staying in Mexico for an extended stay. And it worked out because I'm, you know, mm -hmm. working remotely. The girls are not in school. And Luis is finishing up his PhD and he's finishing up research with uh, colleagues of his and mentors that he's working with here in Mexico City and he's worked with in the past. So what better way than to work here and do his research here and, you know, just have that flexibility of, you know, putting in him putting in the work for his research and his dissertation and us having the flexibility of like maybe once or twice a month venturing out to other parts of Mexico and getting to know Mexico. It's beautiful because it seems you just had to have the vision. You had to sit down and plan for yes. it. I think that's really what yes. makes everything happen. It has to become an idea that you then put plans behind. Yeah. For me, my husband and I, we got together. I had already traveled quite a bit and he knew it was pretty important for me to continue to travel. So we started to do that as a couple. I started to go to parts of Asia with him on my own. I started mm -hmm. to go to different parts of Europe, but he knew since the very beginning we were going to do something adventurous and crazy because actually when we were planning our wedding many years ago, we had thought about going to the Peace Corps together as our honeymoon, not starting our lives necessarily, mm -hmm. but leaving the country. And it's funny, life works how it's meant to work. And I got <laughs> pregnant and we decided, well, we're not going to go to the Peace Corps as a threesome. So we decided to put that on hold, but it never went away. It was always this nagging feeling that we wanted to do something really adventurous and travel with our family for an extended period of time, just like you, Ceci. So we put a lot of time and energy mm -hmm. into this plan. We talked about it for years. This is my tip for everyone that wants to do something big, audacious and scary, like leaving your nine to five job to perhaps travel for something extended, like six to 12 months as we've done. For us, it was a matter of saving very diligently for many years 
sacrificing on different things so that we could have a really great nest egg to be able to quit our jobs and travel for a year before my oldest went to middle school. So that happened in 2017, summer of 2017, just before we decided to both resign. We had enough money and enough courage and enough plans and common goals. So ladies listening that do have a partner to consider, this has to be something you both want. Obviously, Ceci and her husband both wanted this. Myself and my husband both mm-hmm. wanted this. That, that's kind of 1A, job 1A to get aligned with your partner. Um, your kids will always be safe. There's hospitals and there's medicine everywhere. And I know you're always going to use common sense. So if you have kids or not, that's kind of the secondary factor. Are they going to be okay? Does this work for their lives? All those stars aligned for us and we went right. for it and we decided to travel to Latin America. We had a lot of different iterations of this plan. When I was in college, I also studied abroad in Barbados in the Caribbean. I backpacked through Central America on my way home. And that's why I knew that Central America was near and dear and something that I could traverse by land if I wanted to with my family. So with my husband, we had thought, well, let's live in Spain. Let's live in Costa Rica. He really wanted to get an RV and go through the US. And I just thought that wasn't crazy enough. And that wasn't big enough for us. So one day I just said to him, why don't we just do a moving caravan like I did in college and visit lots of Latin American countries. And before we knew it, we had it mapped out and it was Central and Southern America. And we got to make it all the way down all the way to Buenos Aires. We thought we'd go to Antarctica, but it's way too cold once you got to Buenos Aires and so mm-hmm. we turned back. <laughs> so we did Peru, we did Colombia, we did Uruguay, which I highly recommend. I had already been to Venezuela before. Uh, we went to all of Central America. I had already been to El Salvador before, Honduras before. So we skipped those countries. No offense, anybody from there. Uh, we got to be in the Caribbean for a little while. We did just an amazing excursion through all these different countries, three weeks to six weeks. Uh, some countries, three months it was pretty impressive to be in a new country for three months. But my tip in sharing all of this is that that's a very elaborate trip. And if anybody is excited hearing that, come to us at Level Up Latina. We've lived it. We've done it. I'm not going to tell you everything, obviously, in a podcast. Ceci can't tell you everything. Mm-hmm. Beto can't tell you everything. But we know enough. We know enough to go from point A to point Z with a big, scary, elaborate goal that requires saving well in advance years. You're going to have to be patient. I'm not patient. My husband's patient. He's the patient one in the operation. I'm the logistics person. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to make it happen. I'm the one thinking about vaccinations and visas and everything we need to think Mm -hmm. about. And so we can do that for you too. We can help guide you through something really adventurous like that. For us, when we resigned, I got so blessed that my job, they told me, would you like a sabbatical instead of a resignation? So much like Ceci, where your husband yeah. can stop and do his work in another country, I was afforded the luxury of living abroad for a year and not having to give up my job. This yeah. day and age, it is so easy to work anywhere in the world. So really, negotiating, really negotiating remote work is easier than ever. You're valuable to your company. And when you're valuable to your company, ladies, when you are valuable, they will not let you go. They will let you work from wherever. And I am a testament to that. So I would say to all of you, come to us for that coaching to position yourself. Maybe you don't want to do some major travel, but maybe you just want to be home for a while in an extended period and work remotely. It's traveling in your own city. It's going in that RV across the U.S., whatever it may be for you. You can also position yourself to have that remote work lifestyle so that you can have access to the world on a budget that makes sense for you, like it was for my husband and I, Mm -hmm. on a schedule that makes sense for you. So I really want to encourage you all, whether it's backpacking, whether it's studying abroad, 
whether it's traveling with your family long term, we literally have those three experiences down and we can counsel you to any of that. My last point with that and my tip of the day is don't be scared. Someone's done it before and embrace how easy it is now. When we were traveling, Uber was all over Latin America. Airbnb made our stays so easy. I can't even imagine having gone from hotel to hotel. A house makes a huge difference. Having, you know, this was a lifestyle. We were not on vacation. This was a lifestyle for us. So we would have to go to the grocery store. We'd have to set the kids up with their Mm -hmm. homeschooling curriculum. That's a whole nother thing. But we needed school supplies. We needed food to cook at home. And we could do that. We could jump in an Uber. We could jump in a cab. We could, in Colombia, I could order groceries to my doorstep like you could here in the U.S. So don't think, my tip to you is don't think it's impossible, that it's hard, that you can't do it. There are tips and tricks all over the world that we have here. Things that are online. Traveling now is so easy, guys. We're so blessed, so different than when you ladies first went to Cuba. I just went to Cuba. Yeah, so see. And there's there's yeah. Wi-Fi now there. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. life is easier than we think. So no se hagan bolas. Don't overthink it. There's so many great ways to make it very cost-effective and simplify your travel without having to be a headache. Vero touched on a couple of apps that you can use or, you know, global entry, like she said, TSA pre-check, mm-hmm. as she said, but also mobile passport. The mobile passport app is killer. It's a really great way to sort of get through security. But those are my sort of experiences. Super excited to share those experiences with others. They were life-changing and transformative. I've been to almost 37 countries now in my 38 years of life, and it has been a journey. Every single country has been a blessing. There's so much to learn from that, and anybody can do it. So get out there and live those bucket lifts experiences. Irene, and we met you in Costa Rica when you were backpacking. That's right. I totally forgot That's about that. That's right. Yeah. I remember we met those awesome yeah. guys from Mexico. That was so yeah. fun. Yeah. Las queremos, chicas, los queremos. You got to look them up, by the way. So see, San Mexico, no? It's it's chavos. Like you got to find them. So yeah. I'm sure you we'll can see. Find we'll them. see. We'll see. A ver si se puede. There were just these funny, like, guys, and yeah, they were just fun to be with. Listen, and, like, just we loud need, like, and, like, we need a podcast for all these experiences because we're just giving you a couple little hints. We're just enticing you a little bit, yes. but <laughs> our travels have been a journey. Let me tell you, our travels have been from men to crazy. I mean, like I was going to say, actually, you know, that I read something today that said that if you are bilingual, English and Spanish, oh, yeah. then you can pretty much communicate with 80% of the world. Think about wow. that, guys. Think about the fact that I could travel through Latin America, world school my kids. They were homeschooled. Their education was through all these countries, 14 different countries, without missing a beat because I am bilingual. Do not take for granted if you speak English and Spanish or English in any other language. We can do so much because we're bilingual. We're so comfortable. And we just pick up and go to Cuba. I mean, we just have to be so grateful for that because most of the world either speaks English or Spanish. When we were in France. I was like, I'm going to try French. I took four years in high school. I, I know I can. I am super fluent when I'm drunk. So <laughs> yeah. I could, I know I could figure this out. You know, <laughs> Me too. In the middle of Paris, trying to figure out our way around. And no we're way. completely like just lost. I don't know where we're at. And my sister, it was like the first time my sister ever traveled outside of the country or traveled anywhere outside of either California, California, Tijuana, and then the Rancho a few times. Here's my sister, her three daughters. My nieces are all grown up. So the, we were going to ring in 2017. Here we are in France. And I'm like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to ask. And they say, you know, French French people don't like Americans because we don't even try. But I I know Spanish. So if, if anything fails, I could just speak Spanish, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go up to this little group of uh, youngins. Not like super young, but like, you know, maybe <laughs> younger than me. I was in my 30s at that point. 
And I go up, I'm like, oh, Christ, I start speaking my, my spiel, my French, you know? Bonjour, je m'appelle Veronique. My accent is great, but the words I can't remember. Um, um, and I start stuttering. <laughs> I got really nervous. I'm like, um, um, and they're yeah. like, uh, uh, it's okay, uh, English? And I go, espanol, and they're like, oh, por supuesto, si. So it just made it so much easier. And after that, they were so willing to help. But I'm like, oh, I always just had a, it just felt like, okay, at least I tried. My French isn't that great. I'll drink some wine and maybe it'll come back to me. But then it just, it just makes it so much, you know, easier. But yeah, you'll speak another language and they'll be happy to help you. Yeah. I had the same exact experience. The second time I went to France, I ended up going to Belgium as well. So we had to get from Belgium to France. And I was like cheaping out because I had taken a train from Amsterdam to Belgium. And I didn't want to pay like my senior citizen costs. I'm kidding. I'm not a senior citizen, but if you're not, if you're over 25, you pay more. And the girls I was with were under 25 and I think they were paying less. I'm like, let's try this thing. And there was this thing like Uber that was, I'm telling you guys, there's so many great tools. There's this thing called blah, blah car in Europe. And you buy a seat, you buy a seat in, in someone's car that's traveling from one country to another. Cause in Europe, it's like going to Vegas. It's like going, um, not far at all. You can go to all these different countries. It's so yeah. close, right? But we decided to try this. The girls I was with were super adventurous. We're doing this blah, blah car thing. We paid like 13 bucks a person to get from Belgium to Paris. And we went for it. But after a night of partying till like six or seven in the morning, one of the craziest things ever, in fact, if you're listening to this girls, you know that it's a hysterical story. The girls that traveled with me, but I have been talking to this man who he spoke French. I spoke English. We're both using Google translate to translate to one another about coordinating our ride and where he's going to pick us up. I meet him. And he's sort of struggling, I think, to speak French and I'm struggling. He's sort of struggling to speak English and me French, I should say. And then suddenly he kind of catches that I know Spanish. And before you know it, we are completely bonded speaking Spanish. Turns out he had lived in Spain. And of course, I speak Spanish and we're yapping away. And like you said, Vettel, before you knew it, we were so comfortable. But the funniest part of the story is that we got into this car and I was exhausted. We had been partying all night. And before I know it, the girl in the front seat is knocking out. The girl next to me is knocking out. There's like a car seat next to me and I'm just sitting there. There's a bird in the trunk. It was like the most awkward, strange man that we're going to go on this trip with. But we're bonding in Spanish and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to get stuck talking to him. So I kind of tried not to make more any more contact, eye contact in the rear view. And I knock out. Guys, we were dead. I mean, knocked out, like sleeping. This man could have taken us anywhere. He could have sold our organs oh on the black God. market. We were so trusting, Ceci, of his man that we had each given $13, 13 euros too. And before we knew it, we like woke up in France for him to take me, for him to violate us. No, but we wake up in France and he's like, you ladies are tired, huh? And I'm like, sorry, it's been a long <laughs> night. He's like, yeah, you, all you've done is slept. And he goes, do you want to get off for a cup of coffee? We're like 20 minutes from Paris. And of course we laugh about it. And we're like, sure, we'll get off at this rest stop for a cup of coffee. But the language barrier doesn't matter. Power through before you know it, someone will speak a language that you're comfortable speaking. And if all else fails, you use the technology like Google Translate at your fingertips. But anything to save a dollar, blah, blah, car was it. That's yeah. why we travel. We travel for these experiences. We travel to be out of our comfort zone. I mean, we have so many amazing stories of the people that we've met, the foods that we've eaten, the hearts that we've stolen while we've been traveling yeah. and all the good times that we've had. We're so blessed, aren't we? Yeah. I remember doing some of my big traveling with Ceci when I was in college. We yeah. went to Brazil. Brazil. We Brazil. went to Europe. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. We all took different turns at studying abroad. It was pretty incredible. But we never looked back. Yeah. We just kept traveling. So the moral of the story yeah. is that anybody, anybody, anybody can travel. We have all the checklists you need. We have all the guidance you need so that you and your family or you by yourself, because we've done that, or you and your partner, if you're on the same page about your travel goals, we have all the tips and tricks here at Level Up Latina. This is one of our most exciting 
topics to coach to. We've been there, done that. We've literally done so much. So many countries combined here with our experience. And being bilingual, again, it's a total gem. Any ladies, any final thoughts before we sign off on this really exciting recap of some of our bucket list adventures and how easy those actually were? And in fact, you know, I'd say make your org up as simplified as possible. If you really plan to be a traveler and do this seriously and go somewhere every quarter, I say buy outfits that can kind of work, that can be mismatched. Don't pick too many of the same colors. Get your travel stuff arranged. Always have it ready to go so you're not having to think about that last minute. That TSA approved mm -hmm. travel bag with those toiletries. Just have your stuff. Get nice stuff. Invest once in really comfortable travel gear. And then before you know it, you're kind of one trip to the next and you don't have to spend that money the next time. It's really a mm -hmm. part of budgeting. You got to make that commitment the first time. Vettel talked about it with thinking about what you pack for your kiddos. You're really going to have to think through that. But also it can be done and it can be economical. In fact, before we go today, I do want to mention that I have a friend that lives in Costa Rica. It's a gorgeous house. I had a chance to live in that house for six weeks. What do you know? This October through December, that house is going to be up for grabs in Liberia. It's a beautiful three-bedroom house with a pool in a great part of Costa Rica. And she is once again looking for house sitters. So if anybody is interested in two to three weeks free housing in Liberia, Costa Rica, I know I'm going. My husband oh. and I will be doing a little, we called it a sex treat, a sex retreat. Mm -hmm. uh, just me and him and in this very zen and romantic home in this finca in costa rica look me up look me up at level of latina i can put you in contact with this amazing friend wonderful people that you can trust they're just great 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 family that always need house sitters around the holidays so you, you heard me right free housing in Liberia, costa rica all you need is your ticket tickets are as low as like 390 sometimes or as high as you know seven eight hundred dollars sometimes even a thousand dollars so if you're lucky you can travel from October to December, two to three weeks, and get to stay in this awesome house. Yeah, and my only I'm just throwing that out there. I know I'm doing it. If you're on your own and you don't, your friends don't want to travel, there's ways to travel solo. Don't be afraid. Go for it. All these other, there's all these other amazing ways to travel. There's group travel as well. So if you don't have a support system from your homegirls saying we, or they can't make it, they don't have the funds or it's not in their plans, there's ways to do it. And we'll be happy, happy, happy to help you with that. Don't be afraid. Don't let that hold you back. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and just ask you guys to follow us on social media. If you're not already, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Level Up Latina uh, and send us an email if you have any questions. Also, send us an email if you want to follow up and get the details from Irene about that house in Liberia. Um, our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. And also just want to remind you guys that our Level Up Latina launch party is happening here in L.A. on Saturday, September 28th at Candela La Brea. Great time for you to come out and network. Put yourself out there, promote your business, and learn. Learn about us. We'll be happy, happy, happy to see you all there. So get your tickets if you have not already. Eventbrite.com or go to leveluplatina.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And I just want to say peace from Ciudad de México. And hope to catch you on the next one. Thank you, everyone. Thank level you. Up. Don't forget to level up, mujeres. Bye.